Welcome to Bible of a Bruise. Deep thoughts fermented over time and text. We're coming tonight, Skeptics Corner, part three. We've got Gumby, Hola, Mike, Howdy, and our guest skeptic, Mr. Arnold. Hoorah. <laughs> well, before we do that, we're going to introduce our beer of the night, Market Garden, the Oktoberfest Old Zom. Beer the way it was meant to be. Bursting with layers of toasted malt. Deliciously smooth and satisfying when there's a bit of nip in the air. Old Zom is named after our old-fashioned brewing tool, the Zom, which measures carbonation in the tanks and has been used by generations of brewers. We asked ourselves, why buy a new version when we can go with the original, a classic? And the same thought went into our beer. Why brew a modern, light-bodied Oktoberfest when we can brew up the full-throttled original version? an ABV of 6.5 and they didn't have the IBU on there so I'm not 100% sure. I'm looking forward Here to it. Here we go. It's, it's that time of the year. I'm glad that, you know, when we're approaching October, um, we can enjoy the end of season summer beers while bringing in the new October beers. Oh. Yeah. Right off the bat, this has got a little bit of head to it. Um, got a nice golden color. Oh man, I'm, pretty. I love that color. Very pretty. It's got a beautiful, oh, very, yes, very like light amberish hue. Wow, it's very smooth. Yeah, it's. It, it doesn't have it. It has that like a bitter taste, but it isn't bitter. If that makes any sense, it, it doesn't have that bitter aftertaste. Yeah, not a lot of fragrance. Not yeah. in the smell. Not really. But yeah. it does taste floral sweet. Okay. Yeah, not a lot of nose. Not super hoppy. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's almost got like a like a like a nutty after flavor. This is a very good beer. Quite enjoyable. Remember, gonna have to remember this. I like that. It's a winner. Two thumbs up. It is. No, three. Three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Market Garden. So, Mr. Arnold, who our resident skeptic for the night, we are going to let him do the sixty second. Rant. I'll try to keep it to 60 seconds. Ready? Uh, yes, sir. And um, go. Okay. So I'm not uh, a full skeptic. I believe God and science could exist. I believe in a higher power. I believe in a, a magical unseen realm where things can happen that science just can't currently explain. I believe in God. I believe in God, and I believe I came up Catholic. But then something started to happen where I'm not quite sure. I think Jesus was an awesome guy. I believe he existed. He, there's, there's history. There's, there's proof for that, right? I, I, pretty good proof. But is he who we all think he is? Mm -hmm. David Koresh tried telling people he was Jesus. Now, I'm not trying to compare the two, so please don't, you know, <laughs> right. don't flog me or anything. I, I'm just saying, like, there's when you see muslims and christians killing each other over who, who the messiah is oh it's muhammad no it's jesus but they both say hey yeah no they they hey muhammad was a prophet hey so jesus was a prophet but i don't like seeing the time yeah there we go good <laughs> yeah, good good i'll keep going go, finish your thought there finish yeah. your thought go ahead I, I don't like seeing i think it's kind of odd that um or, or, or ironic that we on this planet all kill each other to fight over what happens to us when we die. Mm. Right. Mm. I agree. Good. So that's my that's my main problem. Um, yeah. And and again, I had a spiritual awakening. I'm writing a book about 
it would turn into a religious uh, awakening because of you, actually. Well, thank you. Um, but then it went back. <laughs> I mean, you weren't talking anymore, so it wasn't no one's fault. But I started thinking some other things, and, and then I went back to just sort of a spiritual awakening and started questioning my, my faith. So it's a crisis of faith for me. All right. You know, I, I still will hold a cross or a rosary when I pray. I still will make the sign of the cross when I pray without a problem because to me that's honoring God in my prayer. But how are you a Christian if the very center of being a Christian is Christ? Yeah. So I, I've had my friends tell me that I am the most heathen Christian that they have ever met. I don't take that as a, it's a compliment in a way. I don't, I don't get mad at that. You're the most heathen Christian. They're all pagans telling me that. But, um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm looking to, you know, like those memes on Facebook, change my mind. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm, that's kind of cocky sounding, but just I want to hear I want to hear people who are more studied on this. I know what I've experienced in my life. I know I've experienced some supernatural things that I, I do believe in a higher power. Um, and I'm going to share that in a book very soon. Awesome. But I want to actually, I want to get back to being able to believe in Jesus if possible. I'm, I'm open to it. I'm open to anything. I'm, and I don't care about being wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Please prove me wrong. I mean, and not that I'm trying to be right. Just... I, I'm totally open to, and that's what I liked about Michael Heiser's podcast. I know it's like a month old already, and I just listened to it last night, but I liked how he said that. We're all going to be right and wrong. We'll figure it out when it, when it happens. We're all going to, I really like some of the things he said. I became a real fan. Michael Heiser, if you're listening, I, I've liked you before, but I, I've really listened to you last night on this podcast, and now I'm a fan. I'll be yeah. listening to a lot more of his stuff. I loved the interactions. Oh, we're big fans. It's a good yeah. Oh, I know you guys are. I know you guys. <laughs> like you said at the end, is it really going to matter who's right or wrong? No. Nope. No one's going to be. Nah. Actually, if you're Catholic, I just got goosebumps. There's <laughs> even less of that. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, some of the stuff gives me goosebumps for real. I'm just like, yeah. Well, it's kind of funny you were saying that previously because my intention, my intention for going back into Catholicism was going through the Byzantine church. Because they are orthodox, but they recognize the historicity and the place of uh, of you know the, the pope being the bishop of the of the Roman Church. And it's actually my wife that steered me in the direction because she doesn't like the Byzantine service. She actually prefers the Latin. So, <laughs> um, actually, that, that reference probably wasn't even on the podcast yet. We were talking previously. <laughs> Sneak peek. Right. We're glad to have you on board, Dan. So, thank you. Thank you. Just, yeah, uh, you thank you're you what me. I'd probably call like the healthy skeptic. Yeah. I, you're probably a lot more in, in where I would throw myself in a group than... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That might be from what I've listened to. Um, because I do believe in a higher power. Yeah, I did have a near-death experience when I got hit by a car, and I kind of remember it. Wait, wait till you guys read this. It's funny. Um, I, I have had some things that have happened, and this was like spiritual awakening. And the reason why I was saying it was kind of funny when you showed a picture of Homer Simpson. When, when I explained the spiritual awakening, awakening in my book, this wasn't some deal from the Simpsons where Homer's out there, <laughs> and all these birds and butterflies flock to him. You know, this was like I thought I was going insane. Yeah. Okay, this isn't, there's nothing pretty about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it keeps happening, it keeps happening, keeps happening, and what ends up happening, there's going to be a part of a, at least part of um, my next book is going to cover what I would call supernatural complacency. All right. Okay, and supernatural complacency to me is when you get so used to 
things that are supernatural, you quit paying attention to it. Sort of like psychics, and I'm not a psychic or anything, but I, 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 can, I can talk about this. I've had psychic readings that were spot on, and, and this, this woman, I'm not going to say no names or anything, but she is, at least not right now, she is a light worker as far as I'm concerned. I believe she gets her gifts from a, from a good place. And she was right on with a lot of things. And I remember having this discussion with my stepdad, who's Catholic, 75 years old, former Marine, worked 30 years in the criminal justice system, um, very uh, stuck in his ways. I mean, you're not going to get him to change at all. And I was trying to explain to him actually how, um, you know, Constantine, like he should know this, Constantine created Catholicism. That, that When you were telling me about Greek Orthodox being older, as far as a Christian religion, was, was or was I taking well, that the wrong way? Well, it's they're, they're, they don't modernize as quickly. Okay. So if you if you look at their liturgy, their liturgy more resembles an old like the Byzantine. Okay. Uh, an Eastern Orthodox or a Byzantine liturgy represents a much earlier liturgy. Okay. Okay. Because um, after Vatican II, that was when they created. Uh, uh, order, order uh, nobis. Okay. Uh, new, new order, which is the new Latin service that you see. Right. Um, and they did it because of people like, well, like my wife, because <laughs> who don't understand the, the older liturgies, the older, more beautiful liturgies. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, because there, it, it is, you know, it's very sing-songy, and there's a lot of deep tradition, and actually a lot of deep theology inside of it. Okay. Um, but Novus Ordo, um, it does help modern people because it's easier to break down and understand, and that's why they did it. And so that's that's the reference I, w- I was making. Okay. And, and, well, so. I, I was taking it as since Christians really began the first century A.D. I mean, yeah. And, and Constantine was a little bit past that. I, I was I was talking. He he didn't want to hear nothing about it. At all, he's not even open to it. Very, very dogmatic in his beliefs, and I was talking, telling him about the psychic, and he's like, you know, he used a little bit of profanity, and 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 you know, that's an old Italian guy. I love him to death, but he used a little <laughs> bit of profanity, and he told me I need to quit listening to that nonsense. That there's nothing, there's no way that's possible, and that's not, you know, blah blah blah. And I'm like, hold on, wait a second, wait a second. You, a devout Catholic who believe. And the invisible man in the sky who was powerful enough to create the entire universe can't gift somebody with a little bit of psychics? Wasn't the Bible all prophecy? And it shut him right up. You got him thinking a little bit. And I'm like, I express my case, sir, because I'm not going to push, push, he's my dad. And I love this guy, I'm not going to press my luck, but it it got him to think at least. And it's, uh, it's hard to do that with somebody who's really, you know, people fought wars over it. Yeah, there's a lot of... Yeah, cultural Catholics, I would say. That, uh, oh, there's lots. Yeah, yeah. Like in yeah. and, and every. Background. I would, I would say, I'd say most Christians, in some fashion or another, are cultural Christians. I mean, whether it's a, an American Christian who's going to a Baptist church, or whether it's a Croatian who's going to their Orthodox church, I'd say most versions of Christianity harkens back, if not even in their traditions, in you know, their mannerisms and the way they conduct services right. culturally. See, when I, and, and I don't know if we, even, if we mentioned it, um, but in my, in my book, I, I wrote a book. You guys were going to plug it. That's cool. I, in this book, I, I, had this, I had this 
analogy that I used between martial arts and religion. And and the analogy was it was basically my book's called Violence and Ego. I'm gonna just go ahead and throw it out there. No, 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 please do, please do. But the, shameful. Shameful, Shame. I know. Shameful plug on, on my book. It's, um, it's, it's available on Amazon. And you can get it for free with Amazon um, Prime. It, and the analogy was basically nobody wants to to be told what to do. So how many how many of the Japanese ruse Karate is karate. A punch is a punch and a kick is a kick. So how many of the Japanese ruse were created because, uh, you know, I'm a black belt now. I'm going to go form my own thing. It's going to be, um, you know, Dan Ru, and, and everyone's going to get their own. So, I mean, karate is karate. Kung fu is kung fu. I just felt like with religion, I use religion as the analogy where it's, it's ego-driven to have uh, how many sects of, sets of, of Christianity are there. You know, and, and as far as the, the faith of Islam, I've heard a lot of different interpretations. I worked at a prison. I've heard a lot of different tape interpretations of it. Mm-hmm. And I've had, uh, I've had uh, what do they call it? I feel bad. What are the priests in Islam called? Oh, imams? imams? Imams. Okay, yeah. I, I said it before. Yeah. Good. So when these imams would come in, I remember talking to the guys who were part of the riots of Lucasville. And, and the riot, some of the riots were religious-based because it was uh, white supremacists, um, who believed in Odin, and they were racist Odinists, you know, and, and, and everything, Norse gods, uh, against basically these Muslims. And these, these people kill you in a heartbeat, and they get your family killed from the inside. Mm-hmm. Okay, so oh, there's, yeah. there's just some dangerous people. So we have these people in our uh, segregation unit, known as the hole, with the NTB, they'll throw you the whole segregation unit. We used to call it the Red Wolf Inn, but we get these guys. We get we got these these Muslims in there and and this guy's die hard, like wanting to blow everything up. Hates Christians, hates everything. And this imam came in and was really scolding him with scripture about how wrong he's interpreting, you know, the will of Allah. And I I am not a Muslim. I know nothing about it, but I had heard this imam do that, so I listened to these things, and I thought that was kind of. Because I, I listened to the one you had on here the one time, or you, you talked about that. You talked about yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. and uh, that was pretty. That was pretty cool. Yeah, he's good. He's a good friend of mine. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, it, it it's it is kind of interesting because they do believe that the Old Testament, you know, is real. Right. Um, right. You know, and they do believe that Jesus Christ was a holy prophet. So, um, you know, there there's a lot of similarities. In fact, uh, even in Catholicism. Uh, they had recognized them as a brother of the faith. So, you know, they recognized both them and Jews uh, as brothers of, of the faith underneath the one true God. So, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've, I've had so many different questions, so many different thoughts. Like, okay, the Abrahamic religions are one God religions, right? But then I find out about the Watchers, and I find out about <laughs> these, these beings who are more powerful than angels, who are above angels but yet below God. Mm-hmm. And I start realizing, well, there's a whole pantheon of gods here. We're just not referring to them as gods. And you start seeing all the similarities. Again, this is coming from, and I'll say this now. I, I, I said it off, off the air. I'll say it on the air. I am the most unstudied, unscholarly guest these guys have ever had. Uh, I admit it. So uh. you guys can uh, you know, please correct me. Any given time I'm wrong. I'm, I'm not a, I'm, don't care about being wrong. But, you know, Zeus had Hercules. Yeah. Son condemned to earth, and and then you know Odin had Thor, another son who was you know condemned to to this earth, yeah. and yeah. and then you know God or Yahweh had Jesus, 
there seems to be a lot of similarities. Well, and I don't know about old, older religions, but I'm just going to go with that. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because, so like the holy ones, the, the watchers in the Old Testament, they are referred to as the sons of God, pluralized. Okay. Um, and, you know, they, they're, they're very much like, maybe even inferred as, uh, the Titans in the Grecian lore and the Roman lore. Okay. Um, which, I mean, it could even be because no, the, the Greek religion is so old that no one knows how far back it goes. So when the, when in, in Genesis, when they're making references to the heroes of old, they very may well be talking about Hercules. And, and the Titans. And oh, the, yeah. So Theseus and all that. They, they very well might be referring to So it's different them, interpretations but, of maybe the same thing. Well, That's... similar. But now when it refers to... There's, there's a difference. So all of them would have been you know, sons of God or gods. But the way we think of gods and the way the Hebrew looks at gods are two different things. Okay. So, like, we look at gods as being, in our mind, gods, all-powerful. In other words, the, the term that we use for God denotes specific attributes. Okay. That's not the way it is in Hebrew. In Hebrew, it's Elohim. Elohim, yes, okay. Elohim, right. And the sons of God are the Bene Elohim. Okay. Right. So, you look at that, and and literally, it's sons of God. You know, Beneha Elohim, sons of God. Right. So, but it's different because they're creations of the Creator. Okay. So, whereas it, we think of it as natural terms because we're material, right? We're right. we're we're carbon-based beings. Right. So, with us, these things. If we have offspring, it's literally part of us. But they are created beings, and so we don't know how they were created. But we know that they are created beings right. um, of the one true God. You know, and He didn't need a mate because you know it doesn't. Well, he's, he's it, it doesn't require him as being the creator. He's he's sexless. Right. Right. We we say he's male, but he's neither. He's he's sexless. Right. Right. So he he is the. Divine of, of there's all. this whole new age <laughs> thing, and and I agree with some of the new age stuff that I heard, which is probably what made me start turning into somewhat of a skeptic. What I don't d- kind of like about the new age stuff is some of the people on that side just won't say God. Mm-hmm. They just don't want to even say it. The universe. It's Christ consciousness. It's universal consciousness. It's yeah. consciousness consciousness. That's cool. Yeah. You know, unconsciousness. <laughs> um, it, I, I get where they're coming from. I think they're sick of. People trying to, I think they're sick of all the wars in the world over sure. over yeah. religions, and and there's no religion I think that's it can't take some type of responsibility for for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I was listening to a couple of the other guys' shows. I had I had a lot of interest. I mean, I, I wish I could have called in. Actually, I wish they were all live. I would have called in. Uh, when you were talking about, um, we do some of them live. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's cool. Uh, what was it? came up you were talking about words that they would use for military back then that's why i texted you you know one of the military we words okay. we would use is scorched earth policy right you know and it happens to be one i use on call of duty okay i get i get team if someone on my own team kills me once okay that's cool second time scorched earth i'm getting kicked out of that room because i'm shooting everybody in that room at call of duty scorched earth policy but i got that from the military so that was one of the things when you were kind of explaining what the military. I got it. I was like, okay, I get that. Yeah. Um, there was there was a couple other things. They'll come to me as we go. But it's 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 been interesting listening because um, I'm I got the term blue collar scholar from you. 
You're just more <laughs> of a blue collar scholar. Uh, you're more of a scholar, but I'm kind of doing the same thing. Like awesome. ignorance is a choice in this day and age. Yeah. You, I mean, even beyond, you know, I got libraries around me, then you got Google, you can Google almost anything. But Virtually. you need to probably need to follow up and double check sources and stuff, but still, you can find stuff out. So I've been studying. I, I, I want to know like everyone else. Well, yeah. I pulled some stuff for you. Okay. And knowing your background, because you worked as both police yes. and you and military. So the first person I pulled for you is actually a former cop. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, good. So I, I, thought, I thought you'd appreciate that. Leave it so, to Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> so this is from Cold Case Christianity, all right? Uh, Another podcast. What's that? He runs a podcast. He right? does. He does. He runs his podcast. Really good book. I actually really recommend his book, Cold Case Christianity. And uh, actually, you go to his site, coldcasechristianity.com. Okay. Bunch of information on there, uh, tons of resources. Um, he and actually have actually shared information back and forth on nice. Twitter. Really good guy. Okay. Right? So, cool. really, really good guy. Um, so, here, quote Many first century and early second century unfriendly. Roman sources. I, I'm going to say it again. Unfriendly Roman sources. This is going to be on the death of Jesus because to get to his resurrection, first we have to go through his death. Okay. I.e., Thallus, Tacitus, Mara, Barsarapian, and Phlegian, and Jewish sources, i.e., Josephus and the Babylonian Talmud, affirmed and acknowledged that Jesus was crucified and died. Two, the Roman guards faced death if they allowed a prisoner to survive crucifixion, would they really be careless enough to remove a living person from a cross? Three, Jesus would have to control his blood loss from the beatings, crucifixion, and stabbing in order to survive, yet was pinned to the cross and unable to do anything that might achieve this. Four, Jesus displayed wounds following the resurrection, but was never observed to behave as though he was wounded, in spite of the fact that he appeared only days after his beating, crucifixion, and stabbing. 5. Jesus disappeared from the historical record following his reported resurrection and ascension and was never cited again, as one might expect if he recovered from his wounds and lived much beyond the age of 33. Some non-Christians claim that the, G that the disciples stole the body from the grave and later fabricated the stories of Jesus' resurrection appearances. The problems. <laughs> While this explanation accounts for the empty tomb and the resurrection of observations, it fails to account for the transformed lives of the apostles. In many years working robberies, I had the opportunity to investigate and break a number of conspiracy efforts, and I learned about the nature of successful conspiracies. We'll examine the problem with conspiracy theories in Chapter 7. I'll let you uh, listeners do that. But until then, let me simply say that I'm hesitant to embrace any theory that requires the conspiratorial effort of a large number of people over a significant period of time when there is personally little or nothing to gain by their effort. This theory requires us to believe that the apostles were transformed and emboldened, not by the miraculous appearance of the resurrected Jesus, but by elaborate lies created without any benefit to those who are perpetrating the hoax. Makes no sense, does it? In addition to this concern from the perspective of a detective, there are other concerns that have to be considered when evaluating the claim that the disciples lied about the resurrection. 
one, the Jewish authorities took many precautions to make sure the tomb was guarded and sealed, knowing that the removal of the body would allow the disciples to claim that Jesus had risen. The people local to the event would have known it was a lie. Remember that Paul told the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 15, 3-8 that there were still 500 people who could testify to having seen Jesus alive after his resurrection. 3. The disciples lacked the motive to create such a lie. More on this in chapter 14. Again, listeners, I'll let you do that. The disciples' transformation following the alleged resurrection is inconsistent with the claim that the appearances were only a lie. How would their own lies transform them into courageous evangelists? Okay, Dan, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome, actually. Um, I, you know what? I don't know if I can refute it, any of that because, um, well, one... Come on, it, can't it, be so, a skeptic. I'll try to be a skeptic, but it, I... I just had to deal with a, a conspiracy theorist about 9-11 the other day, and I was talking to him about that. So some of the things he said that he predicated his, his hypothesis on, he kind of took care of some of those things. Are that many people going to be involved? What do they have to gain by it except their own crucifixions? I mean, right. that's what it kind of sounds like. Right. Uh, the only doubt, the only doubt that I have is that little bit of a doubt that this was two, over 2,000 years ago and I wasn't there. But that's... Mm-hmm. Once you know, I guess they didn't have video back then and CCTV, right. so that we had no way of... Well, once again, though, we have a lot of people that will testify to the fact that he died, right? Right, right. You have Jewish who did not believe in Christ, right? Right. And secular uh, historians. Is it true so, when, he, when, they, when he, they stabbed him with the spear... Mm-hmm. Is it true he'd already lost so much blood he didn't even bleed from it? He was already dead? No, according to according to the scriptures, okay. it said blood and, and water flowed, which means he was dead, which means that his lungs had already filled up because both blood and water, water. flowed. So the, blood, exactly. the water would have been coming out of his lungs. So. Mm. And I'm wondering also, there's no doubt in my mind the guy's a superhero. I mean, this is, this is a hero. Yeah. Someone who's willing to go to their death willingly for their belief. This is somebody who is, no wonder he had such a powerful following. This guy was charismatic. Yeah. Very charismatic. Well, in, in the opposition, I'll, I'll, I'll be the naysayer on this one, there's actually many Christs alive at his time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? We should do an episode on that. Yeah. There, was, uh, there was many people who claimed to be the Messiah during the time of Christ. In fact, if you go to uh, back to the epistles, they make references to them. So. Okay, so now, see, now you're being a better skeptic than me. I did say in the beginning that I, uh, <laughs> I you're, that I that I I'm willing to be wrong. Yeah. What about the miracles? Oh. Where's the proof on the miracles? That I mean, that would be something I would want to study. There's, there's like, other documented miracles. Because as a cop, mm-hmm. I, I'm real good at putting things together. Yeah. I've worked plain clothes. I've been sort of a detective. Um. And since 2004, with certain things, I've got audio recordings and pictures and things I told him. I'm, I've been collecting evidence and proof of this supernatural existence I'm going to show exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My my thing is, is you know, God made us in his image. Maybe the universe is shaped like us. What? Maybe maybe it wasn't some other, maybe he doesn't look like us. We want to make God look like us. To, you, go ahead, go ahead. What if I were to tell you the miracles never stopped? 
you know what? I would believe that only because these things I've been experiencing are somewhat miraculous to me. Right. But mostly for me, it's it's if I don't tell them the right way, it's gonna really seem like circumstantial evidence, which is why I've got recordings, I've taken pictures, I've got video, and I'm gonna be putting in chronological order so at least someone could look at this and believe, hmm, well, this 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 might be something to this, you know. Mm. Well, one of those one of those things that I'm actually benefiting from, like exceedingly, going back into Catholicism. Wait, wait, wait for the shaking of the heads. Shameless plug. <laughs> um, is is doing the research because one thing I found out is those miracles like never stopped. They're actually consistent. Um, with other with other people doing them, performing. Yeah, also. yeah, they're consistent. Okay. It's amazing, like because especially coming from the Protestant world, okay. There's what they call uh, uh, cessationists and non-cessationists. And non-cessationists believe that miracles continue, and cessationists believe that they ceased during the time of the Book of Acts. Because even when you get to the Book of Acts, it seems like the, the miracles are tapering off, right? Right. So you see that argument back and forth, but what I found out, that's only in the Protestant world. Okay. I didn't realize that. But that, that thought process is only in the Protestant world. Once you move into Orthodoxy and Catholicism, they will vouch for miracles all day. So Orthodoxy and Catholicism so, is real closely related. Oh, very much. In fact, okay. right now the two churches are, are working on, on their reconciliation becoming one church again. Okay. So it, they actually, they're actually very right. it was, close. It was the year of, what was it, 10... 10 something or another where they had to split 1054 AD 1054, which the catechism the, the, the catech what's it called the catechism no well, it was the, 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 the east west schism schism schism, schism. Yeah. yeah that's it okay yeah and, and even then and even then they, were, they still had ongoing councils together until the 1200s so okay um are there any are there any evidence of miracles uh, on the same level oh bigger that really Bigger, yeah. Okay. Remember when Jesus said you'd do greater miracles than I did? Yeah. So, is anybody familiar with the Lady of Guadalupe? I oh God. Yeah. All right. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the short story for you. So, Mexico, all right, and and Saint Diego, uh, had the the Mary. She had a Marian apparition appear to him, and she said, you know, I'm the Mother Mary, and I'm here to try to uh, bring the faith to you because the, the faith had been, at that point, it hadn't been spreading quickly at all in Mexico, like at all. Like, obviously they were there, right. but it, it, it wasn't growing, all right? So uh, St. Diego, uh, after being told to go to the bishop, okay. did so, but the bishop would not hear his pleas unless he could fashion a miracle. He said, if, if it's an actual Marian apparition, bring evidence back. And so he did. He went back, and to cut a long story short, uh, two more times he went to go see her, and the, the second time he went to go see her again, so this would be the third time, uh, he came back, and what he brought back was a series of roses that Mary had put inside of his cape. Now, these capes are just made from crude plants, all right. right. They they don't last more than a couple of years. Right. Right. All right. In fact, uh, they say the longest lasting ones because they're just woven from just regular plants. The papaya, papaya plants. Yeah, or something they're just they just casual kind of, yeah. capes that they that they cut that they use for coverings. The longest ones only last ten years. That's the oldest ones. All right. So he came back, 
And she said, don't open it until you appear before the bishop. So he would not open it until the bishop came to him. When he did, he dropped it open. And there was a picture of the Virgin Mary inside, imbued right into his cape. Wow. Now, that's okay. Sounds like a good story, right? right. Whatever, whatever. Okay. I'll fill in for George. It does sound like a good story. Exactly, exactly. Right, right. So, not impressive at all. However, 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 this miracle was then hung inside the cathedral for almost 500 years. It still exists to this day. It has never aged. The colors have never faded. During a fire that burned the cathedral down and melted the cross that was next to it, it survived unscathed. Have now, they done modern-day testing on it, like they have. carbon testing oh, they have. and see what materials oh, they have. on it? Okay. Now, one mark has appeared on it. The only time a mark appeared on it was when the one corner, a little bit of acid touched it, and it discolored the, acid, the, the, the corner a little bit, and even that is slowly disappearing. Wow. Now, these plants in this form don't last, like I said, more than 10 years maximum. Right, right. This has been in this cathedral for 500 years. Years. That is amazing. So you're saying you're saying this is self-preserving? Is that what you're saying? I'm going to have to get you, another shot. It's an you absolute know, miracle. Okay, I'll I'll fill in. George, I'm going to fill in for you, buddy. <laughs> um, so do McDonald's hamburgers today. <laughs> yes, but those preservatives didn't live back then. So I guess now what I'm saying is that 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 story in and of itself was like such a reach. You know what? I, I'm I, I'm going to say this true. It feels like just yes. And if we're comparing it to Christ's miracles, yeah. You know, when I, I'm not sure what could be bigger than raising the dead. Well, here I'm, that's I, what I was. That's I'm gonna, what I was asking. I'm going to tell you. I'm going yeah. to tell you because this is the miracle the sole miracle that converted the entire nation of Mexico. So Stop it. millions, millions Build have now <laughs> millions have now come to the cathedral and get this, over the course of several years, it comes out to approximately three thousand people a day who are converted to Catholicism until the nation is now recognized as a Catholic nation and the entire country of Mexico is Catholic. Huh. This miracle is what caused that. And that includes the countless miracles that happen in the cathedral in front of the Lady of Guadalupe. People regain their sight. People actually gain the ability to walk. And those, those happen over and over and over again in the cathedral. And like when? Like when was the time frame? I mean, I'm really. They still happen. It still happens. It still happens. Does anyone film this? (laughs) You're not allowed. I don't don't think. I don't think that people are in there because it's not like it happens every day. Right. Okay. But the the miracles are documented by the Catholic Church. I believe in miracles. Yeah. Uh, Just like I believe in, you know, there's a garage martial artist out there who's a badass someplace in this. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. No, no, you're fine. Who, who, who's not a, a UFC fighter, and he probably can beat up a lot of them. <laughs> but that's not the rule. That's the exception. Right. So And so sometimes if, you know, you see those guys who do this, and then people fall down. Right. And that's what I want to make sure of. I, I believe in the miracle. Right. I also believe that God is as much above us as we are a single-cell amoeba. 
Right. And there's no way we can possibly understand his will or understand any communications, but he knows everything about us. Mm -hmm. So if God was looking down and wanted to get through to, you know, an American Indian or get through to, you know, the great spirit or get through to, uh, somebody who says source consciousness instead of God or get Mm -hmm. through to, you know, me, Mm -hmm. he may do so in a way that we would be able to interpret or look at under actually understands to some degree that oh, wow there's something supernatural going on here yeah and that's what i'm asking because i think that can go on and with that going on it can go on and jesus isn't he's an awesome guy but he might not be the son of god in, yeah. in, in the in the sense that mm-hmm. christians say he is and i'm willing to be wrong and i probably am you know with everything you're telling me you're studied and that's why i'm here um I've been thinking about all this stuff. That's, that's a good thought. I, my yeah. my biggest skepticism towards spirituality, you know, mm-hmm. towards the supernatural world, is that I haven't experienced supernatural things. <laughs> is everything that I studied, everything that other people have told me that they've experienced, I've, I've you know, th- we've had this talk many times there, yes, and I'm have. like, man, I crave an experience like yeah, that. Yeah, you will. Once you want to put scene, that's why I'm talking in my next book about the complacency. Because when you start getting it a lot, you're like, yeah, 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 okay, I know, I know. The closest... I mean, that's what starts happening. Yeah, yeah the closest I, I got was maybe like two shots of bourbon and a Kentucky bourbon ale. Uh, <laughs> and then, then I started seeing things, and I'm like, all right, you know. Maybe it takes something different for every person, but everything that every... Every person that's ever told me they've experienced the supernatural, mm-hmm. it, it bugs me that I cannot experience that. Can I throw something in here that may be? And it's a lot of people that I've talked to have had spiritual awakenings mm-hmm. or, or, or experienced something supernatural or, or religious awakenings. They usually have some type of really, really bad negative catalyst. Sure. Yeah. That yeah. led to that. Sometimes several. And, and that was part of the problem for me, too, is, is I was so used to... It's a really great feeling when you're in the middle of a storm created by things outside your control when you can actually try to find that zen and calm yourself. Let the water's clear so you can see the clear picture. And it's addicting. It's yeah. addicting. It is. So what ends up, ends up happening, what I'm afraid I've done in my life a couple times is I've created my own storms to, to get to that. And that's part of something I'm going to write about in the next book that's... too, not to do that. but. If, if, I don't know what your life's been like. I can relate to that. You're talking about a self-sabotage. I, yeah. I totally, and that's probably the closest I got to something of that nature. But let me be quick to discern the difference, how I feel. I don't, because I haven't experienced, quote, unquote, something supernatural, I don't define that, define that as a loss of spirituality. No, 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 not at all. Not so at all. I, I, I definitely keep those two separate. You know I think I mean? that's because important. My my path to spirituality, I feel, is is more than it's ever been. But everything that I've known about quote unquote what is supernatural, yeah. I have yet to experience that. Despite traumatic. Things. Let me throw this in for you because this is something that's important. Since you've had that, mm-hmm. and that means you've had this belief. Yeah. I really wasn't as devout, mm-hmm. so maybe God looks at you and says, "I got this guy." Not this one, though, so I'm about to throw a hurricane at him and make, yeah, yeah, yeah. make him believe. So you kind of already have this devoutness to you and belief anyway in the spiritualism. That's a good thought. So that yeah. may be why you haven't had that. You know, I, I, I know I got certain walls up because I grew up Pentecostal evangelical where I saw 
what was told to me to be the supernatural every week. Oh, this is this is this is what it is every week, and we had to recreate that experience every week, or it wasn't church, or it wasn't yeah. real. No, I understand. So I, after so many years of that, you build up these these self defense mechanisms. Yeah, I've experienced exact opposite. What I've experienced is man trying to undeify God by making him a man, by naming him. You name him, you negate him. You're trying to compartmentalize God, who's in everything, if you believe in a higher power. And you know, what's his name? Where do we find out his name was Yahweh? Where do we come up with the term God? Like. I think of abstract. I can stuff. explain that. Okay, I figured you could. I figured you could. That's why I asked it. Because yeah, I mean, you're that's... not a good skeptic, man. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Join us for the rest of the conversation in part two.